0: Curator is a premier shopping membership created by fashion authority Rachel Zoe. Among its many benefits, members earn access to The Shop, an exclusive e-commerce marketplace offering hundreds of Rachel Zoe-approved products, from clean beauty to glamorous accessories and beyond, by the most coveted emerging and established brands.
1: Best of all, members unlock deeply discounted pricing of up to 60% off. Shop brands like Gucci, Case Bay, New York, Missoni Home, Marc Jacobs Beauty, and many more.
0: The accessible and flexible shop membership gets you into the curator world of insider-only access and discounts for only $40 to start. In addition to saving up to
1: 60%, members also earn $50 rewards every three months. Luxurious new products are added daily and just in time for holiday shopping to get your friends and family exceptional gifts at unbeatable prices. I love a good subscription box. hmm because it's a gift that keeps on giving. It's like every month is Christmas. When, you a know? surprise every yeah, time. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> the best way to go. Why only give your gifts once a year when you can give them
0: all year long? So this season, let the shop be your one-stop shopping marketplace. Join the membership today at Curator.com and use code CREEPY for an additional 20% off. That's C-U-R-A-T-E-U-R.com and use code CREEPY.
1: Hey, everyone, we're taking the week off. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. This week, we're re-releasing our episode on the Santa Claus bank robbery, a holly jolly tale of true crime from our home state of Texas.
0: You can also head over to our Patreon for some bonus content like our new mini including a recent update on the Murdoch murder saga and a true crime headlines episode discussing an update on Love Has Won, as well as a controversy surrounding a judge in Dallas. But don't worry, y'all. It's not Judge Christie. We also have a very sweet mini coming up for you on the fruitcake fraud in Corsicana, Texas.
1: We're gonna have some sweet bonus footage too of uh, <laughs> just watching you eat that Me eating some of that uh <laughs> fruit cake as well and some hot takes on it. We also have three live stream events coming up tonight, December 15th at 8 p.m. Central, we are doing our monthly QA. Tomorrow, December 16th at 8 p.m., we are performing the wheel live where we'll spin an actual game show wheel and discuss whatever we land on. Have a feeling there's gonna be some good holiday fun stuff on Mm -hmm. there and on december 22nd at 8 p.m central we are doing hallmark after dark where we make comments over a cheesy hallmark movie i'm so very excited about this (laughs) our list is long we gotta we gotta get it down to one
0: um and just so you know the hallmark after dark is a special event for all patreons at all subscription levels so you go over if you're already a patreon and just log in And if you haven't signed up yet, you can even subscribe as low as a dollar, $5, whatever you feel, and uh, they'll get you admission to our Hallmark After Dark. And that is December 22nd at 8 p.m. Central. Head to patreon.com slash sinisterhood to join all the fun. And be sure to stick around after this week's episode for your Patreon shoutouts and our thank you corner.
1: We'll be back next week with an all-new episode and a special holiday surprise. Thanks so much. Keep it creepy.
0: You better watch out. You better not cry. You better hold your hands up high because Santa has a gun and is robbing the place. In 1927, a Texas town was shaken up at Christmas when St. Nick and friends pulled a heist on the local bank. A manhunt ensued and the local citizens ensured some form of justice was finally served, no matter the cost. This week's episode is the Santa Claus bank robbery.
1: All I think of when I think of Cisco is the thong song. <laughs> but now I got now I got a new memory of Cisco.
0: <laughs> oh, that's uh, they have a Cisco fest every year and everyone wears thongs in Cisco, Texas. Oh. Um, dumps like a truck, truck, truck. Mm-hmm. That's a good, that's the song that, man, man it'll, get a, it'll bring the house down. That's one, that, when did that come out?
1: Gosh. Oh, man,
0: I want to say when I was in high school, probably late
1: 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, because I was in early years of college so that tracks
0: mm-hmm. and it was like trl days. yes yes yes
1: if you oh, if we had a party today god i wish and put that on <laughs> it would bring the house down
0: oh people get so excited because <laughs>
1: it's one that everyone knows but you haven't heard in forever so, mm-hmm. but you immediately are like let me see let that see yep yeah
0: and there's always a person at karaoke who sings it that they they know the verses, so they're proud of themselves, but they forget the repetitive nature of the chorus. <laughs> and a good karaoke song can't be too you know it needs they need to cut that down. Yeah, and a good karaoke jockey will fade you out before you have to say dong 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 like for ten minutes. <laughs>
1: That's what seems yeah. like an hour. <laughs> what karaoke songs when they're whenever you're singing one, and then there's like a long guitar break. It's is there anything more awkward than standing on that stage and waiting for that to be over with?
0: Didn't you and I on our Fleetwood Mac? You were like, "Well, I didn't realize this was <laughs> yeah. like a
1: fifteen-minute
0: solo." I can't remember what Fleetwood Mac song it was, it was, it but was a
1: deep cut. It wasn't something I think Laura uh, Goff was like, "Y'all need to sing this," and we had been imbibing, and it sounded yeah, like a, a great couple
0: times. was it like, was the Christmas still good. party,
1: yeah. It was still it was still fun, but there was a. Uh, was it yeah. chain? Oh, was
0: it the chain? Oh, yeah,
1: jinx. <laughs> yeah, it's a great song. That's not a deep cut, but it was. It's a great song, but it it does get very repetitive at some mm-hmm. point, and we yeah. neglected to remember that at the time. But it's got
0: such a dan out yeah. It's got a good like yeah. It's a that build up
1: is great too. Oh Damn. yeah,
0: God, we killed it. Still, we did even with the we even did. with the lull of the instrumental.
1: <laughs> well, what would Santa Claus's um karaoke song B, you think um this santa claus would be
0: bitch but i have my money <laughs> i
1: think because
0: that should be all a Sanders, different i think <laughs> bitch but i have my cookies back. yeah
1: <laughs> yes. so this week we're talking about a robbery that happened in cisco which is probably four hours from here would you say so uh, about 100, a miles from oh, us. Some way off, less, closer to two and a half or so. Yeah. And it's uh I did not know about this. And surprisingly, it's like the most infamous bank robbery in Texas ensued the largest manhunt the state's ever seen. But somehow I had never heard about it.
0: And especially we get sent a lot of crimes that have weird aspects to them. And not only is this Texas and legendary, but it's a Santa costume. So, I mean, I don't know how this slipped through our cracks, but we started looking for Christmas-themed crimes, Mm -hmm. uh, digging through the old Texas archives, and I literally went on newspapers.com and typed in crime, Christmas, and then narrowed down the search. There you go.
1: Yeah, there we go. This will come out, so we're recording a bit early right now, we're preparing for the arrival of the babe. The baby. So we are, um, I think this will come out two weeks after we're actually recording it. This will come out on the twenty third, right? I believe that's right. Festivus. So Festivus, yes. So um, happy Festivus. So Merry Christmas Eve, Eve, to all Mm -hmm. that are listening. Happy Festivus. Happy. I don't know when Hanukkah starts. That's my. uh, The
0: December tenth. I just saw it in my planner.
1: So it will have been already over by then.
0: But I hope it was great. Yes,
1: I hope you had eight crazy nights, and they were amazing. Well, let's get into it. Cisco, Texas was a small town of about 8,000 people in 1927. Texas's first female governor, Ma Ferguson, had granted hundreds of pardons just before leaving office in January of that year. Among those pardoned was 24-year-old Marshall Ratliff described by the Fort Worth Telegram as A tall, sinewy man with close cropped dirty blonde hair, and a history
0: of troublemaking.
1: Ratliff had recently been convicted for robbing a bank in Valera, Texas, with his brother Lee. However, with the pardon, the two men only served a year of their sentence. Ratliff was now out and looking for a way to get rich. Naturally, he concocted a scheme to rob the local bank in Cisco. I went down a Ma Ferguson rabbit hole
0: because I did not know much about her. What a great name. And her husband had been governor, and then she became governor. And her platform was basically—and I think he was ousted on corruption. And her platform was, "I'm just going to do what my husband says." So it's like you're voting for him. Oh, well, it yeah. was a different yeah, I, time back then. <laughs> it was the twenties. It was the twenties. But yeah, she let she
1: let a lot of people loose. Mm, yeah, at her and husband's the, request,
0: probably. Yeah, and the Ratliff brothers were definitely uh, troublemakers. Mm-hmm.
1: Initially, Ratliff and Lee planned on robbing the bank together, but Lee had already been arrested again, throwing a monkey wrench in the criminal family affair. Undeterred, Ratliff recruited 32-year-old Henry Helms, who, like Ratliff, had also been convicted and pardoned by Governor Ferguson. Next, they got 22-year-old Robert Hill, who had previously been arrested for burglary. Finally, they recruited 33-year-old Louis Davis, a relative of Helms, who had a clean record, was down on his luck after losing his job of six years, just weeks before Christmas.
0: Yeah, Helms was a family man, husband, kids, and the glass factory job just booted him right before Christmas. Davis, you mean. I'm sorry, yeah. Lewis Davis, yes. Yeah. yeah,
1: and what's sad is he got roped in at the last minute. They had tapped another guy who had a record to be the safecracker for their whole heist, but he came down mm-hmm. with the flu a few days before and had to bail Which those things, it's like one of those things.
0: Sliding Mm -hmm, doors moment.
1: Yeah, like how that must have changed his life. But this poor guy, as we'll see, gets the worst of it. And he was the only one that was just like, I'm just trying to get some money for some presents for my family. And I'm pretty sure they told him it'll be super easy. It's not going to be a violent job, uh, Mm -hmm. as they always say. Yes, and his one request was, I just don't want there to be any shooting. Well, (sighs) yikes, that Christmas wish did not come true. Before being tracked down for the Valera bank robbery, Ratliff had lived in Cisco. Years prior, his mother had also run a cafe in the small town. Concerned he would be recognized during his heist, Ratliff decided he needed a disguise and borrowed a Santa suit from Miss Midge Tellit, his boarding housekeeper in Wichita Falls, a city roughly 200 miles from Cisco, where he was residing at the time. Ratliff and his crew then stole a Buick from their home base and headed to Cisco for the job.
0: The sad thing is Midge Tellett made that Santa suit. She hand sewed it for her husband to wear at Christmas. Mm. And this guy's like, let me just borrow it for a day. <laughs> I'll bring it back. I don't and think then she then got it see. back. Yeah. I don't think mm-mm.
1: <laughs> The men headed toward the bank around twelve forty five PM on December twenty third, nineteen twenty seven. The weather was nice, so the streets were crowded with holiday shoppers. Ratliff was led out of the car a few blocks from the bank, his Santa suit concealing the many guns he had brought along for the job. As Helms, Hill, and Davis drove to the alley adjacent to the bank, kids rushed toward Ratliff, excited to tell Santa their Christmas wishes. When one onlooker asked Santa if he represented the nearby department store, the Fort Worth Star-Telegram reported Santa curtly replied, "'I don't represent a store. You'll find out soon enough who I represent.'" that's red flag number one that this is a santa that maybe we don't want to fuck with <laughs> he's aggressive as shit you pull your kid away from that and you're like i don't think that's the you're real like santa. first of all why did santa get let out of a buick with three very shady looking men who now are like in the alley of this bank slow rolling <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, all they, the four Star Telegram basically, they did this big spread on it, um, in the 80s, kind of like on the, one of the anniversaries. Mm-hmm. And they said the weather really screwed them. Because if it had been bad weather, he would have just kind of slipped in the bank and it probably wouldn't have been as crowded. But since it was like, I mean, it was in Dallas today. It's, you know, mid-December. It and it's 73 today. Yeah, it's like in the 70s. It's sunny. It's nice. Everybody's out. And so you're going to attract attention mm-hmm. if it's Christmas,
1: the day before Christmas Eve. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All the kids are trying to hug you and you're like, i, I got to. Rifle in there. Stop. <laughs> They're like, Santa, is that a gun or are you happy to see me? <laughs> Neither. <laughs> yeah. As Ratliff made his way toward the alley to meet up with the others, a six year old Frances Blazingame begged her mom to take her to meet Santa. Mrs. Blazingame obliged and led her daughter into the bank shortly after Santa and the other men entered. Happy to see what he assumed was Jolly St. Nicholas. One of the bank employees paused his conversation with a customer to say, Hello, Santa. Santa, however, was not interested in pleasantries.
0: Yeah, Santa's grunting and <laughs> rifling through his belly for a handgun.
1: The accomplices drew their guns, forcing bank patrons and employees to the ground. Helms held a gun on a bank teller, demanding, Stick em up, big boy, according to the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Ratliff then took a teller and two customers into a back room to search them for weapons. He found none, but he took the bank's automatic pistol from the teller's desk and stuffed it alongside the others in his Santa suit. It's
0: a baller teller. It's just a gun on your desk.
1: Dude, this was literally the Wild Wild West back then. Yeah, it was tough times working at a bank. Mm-hmm. In the commotion, Mrs. Blazingame grabbed Francis and headed for the bank's side door. Despite the criminals yelling at her to stop or they would shoot, she shoved Francis into the alley, ran out behind her daughter, and screaming for all to hear. They're robbing the First National Bank! According to the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, one of the locals within earshot was Police Chief Bit Bedford. Armed with a riot gun and two officers for backup, Chief Bedford ran for the bank. The description of Chief Bedford, Bedford
0: was that he was a huge guy, like 6'5", 250, like huge dude, like well-known to just... He doesn't fuck around, Mm-mm. and I'm pretty sure he's the one. Is it him or the other one that ends up uh, joining the search that had taken in Ratliff for the other bank robbery? It may have been the other guy, but uh, they're all kind of connected was the in a
1: one because, well, as we'll see, Chief Bedford doesn't make it. that No, far.
0: the previous bank robbery, the Valero, oh, the
1: Valera one. Uh, he knew him, oh. and he had
0: he was a troublemaker in town, yeah. so I think he he would have known. So. But yeah, they said Chief Bedford, I believe a riot gun's not even a uh, deadly gun. It's like a rubber bullet Mm -hmm. gun. And he was just like, I'm going to go stop (laughs) him." He was ready. It's interesting
1: they had those back then. Who knew? (laughs) Yeah. Not me. I did not. I had to look it up. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Santa had forced a bank teller to open the vault and had begun filling his sack marked Idaho potatoes with $12,000 in cash and $150,000 in non-negotiable security papers a sum equaling over $2 million in today's money. Helms Hill and Davis had been busy rounding up the hostages and moving them into the back room. Among them were two young girls, 12-year-old Laverne Comer and 10-year-old Emma Mae Robertson, who had been at the bank that day to check the balance of their savings accounts. Like you said again, the,
0: the wrong place, wrong time. You know, your life takes a mm-hmm. turn. Well, I'll go to the bank today versus going the day before. These sweet
1: little girls that have a savings account at ten and twelve just want to see so how much their pennies are accruing. Exactly. And then like <laughs> this happens.
0: I know, and I I just imagine them being like, oh, Santa's at the bank, and how quickly yeah. your emotions turn. Plus, I think there are several ways to tell if somebody's not a real Santa. One. Their coat is not filled with a belly that shakes like a bowl full of jelly, but instead a bunch of guns. Yeah,
1: shaped like um, a bunch of armor is under <laughs> Just there.
0: looks like whenever, you know, the villains in a movie open up mm-hmm. their cabinet they have guns all hanging up. And number two, the bag, I feel like Santa's bag is traditionally red velvet with like gold yeah. cords. Red, not maroon.
1: Ida-
0: yep. Not Idaho not potatoes. A, not a
1: burlap Idaho potato
0: <laughs> sack. Not a dirty sack. I don't think it is. Also,
1: what a different time to just drop your ten year old off at the bank so she can check her savings account while the Go parents on. are, I don't know, anywhere
0: else. Shopping off in the off in the city, wondering, oh look, Santa's visiting
1: the bank. Mm-hmm. The girls will love the head. Different times.
0: Sinister will be right back. By now, you all know we love Thrive Cosmetics, and it's easy to see why. Their products are made with clean, high-performance, skin-loving ingredients and actually improve your skin over time. And they're formulated without parabens, sulfates, phthalates,
1: and they're never tested on animals. For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics' Bigger Than Beauty mission donates to help women thrive, like women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, and more gift yourself or someone
0: you love a holiday set this year some of their best sellers are available at 25 percent off for a limited time you can also snag their brilliant eye brightener which we both love it comes in 13 universally flattering shades and don't miss our other favorite the defying gravity eye lifting cream that's basically like beauty sleep in a bottle
1: they're so great they drop right in that stocking you know i love oh, a yeah? good stocking stuffer the uh mascara also oh yeah. best mascara i've ever used also good Hands stocking down. stuffer. We love everything about Thrive Cosmetics. Their products are the best we've ever used, and their Bigger Than Beauty mission is truly inspiring. You're going to love them as much as we do. Visit thrivecosmetics.com slash sinisterhood for 15% off your first order.
0: This is an exclusive offer you can only get here. That's Thrive, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash sinisterhood for your first order. Thrivecosmetics.com slash sinisterhood. Oh, I um I don't know about you when it's dark outside so early, I just crawl back in my bed. I oh, just yeah. uh, stay in bed and crawl in bed. I work in bed. <laughs> I
1: um I do a lot of stuff in bed. I and sent you a
0: selfie from bed this morning. Yeah, you
1: did. Yeah, I received <laughs> that selfie while laying in bed.
0: And we both love our Helix mattresses and you can get one too because
1: Helix Sleep has
0: a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete, matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for someone else? With Helix, you get a mattress that you know will be perfect for the way you sleep.
1: Everybody's unique and Helix knows that. So they have several different mattress models to choose from. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattresses great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. And even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size sleepers. I took the Helix quiz and I was matched with the Sunset Lux because I wanted something that felt soft and I sleep on my side primarily. I also wanted something that limited motion transfer because... Not only does Tommy flip around, now we got both kids in the bed all night, <laughs> so it's the whole thing. But you know what? I still somehow get a sound night's sleep because of my Helix mattress. That's that's a testament right mm-hmm. there. So you take the quiz, you order the mattress that you're matched to,
0: and it comes right to your door, shipped for free. You don't ever have to go to a mattress store again. Helix is awesome. I mean, we're saying it, but you don't have to take our word because it was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by both GQ and Wired Magazine.
1: Just go to helixsleep.com slash creepy. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but I promise you will. Helix is offering up to
0: $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com creepy. That's helixsleep.com creepy for up to $200 and two free pillows. Bombas' mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So this holiday, when you give Bombas to someone on your list, you're also giving them to someone in need. It's a give-give.
1: Bombas designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. Everything is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a luxuriously cozy feel that comes from super soft materials like merino wool, pima cotton, and even cashmere, which makes them the perfect cozy winter layers. Bombas
0: are the coziest gift for everyone on your list. And thanks to the festive gift boxes, you don't have to wrap them. All you have to do is the giving. And this is a big thing for me because although I love to wrap presents, I procrastinate and wait to the Mm -hmm. last minute. So this will save me from myself when I'm walking out the door to Christmas Eve that it's like already done.
1: Everybody likes a cute box, too. Mm -hmm. You know, you reuse it. I just got Bombas not only for myself, but also for Tommy, Ella, and Simon.
0: And Whole family's cozy. They, they,
1: everybody's good. Everybody loves them. Ella always is her favorite socks to wear. I got the grippy ones for Simon because he's standing up all the time now so he doesn't slip. It's, they're, it's great. Socks, underwear, and T-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters, in that order. That's why Bombas donates one for every item you buy. Bombas are made to be the perfect gift and made to give back to those in need. And that makes for happy giving. Go to Bombas.com slash
0: creepy and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash creepy for 20% off. com slash creepy.
1: Emerging from the vault, Ratliff saw figures out the front windows of the bank and fired a shot. Police returned fire and all hell broke loose. But the police weren't the only ones shooting. In the mid-1920s, bank robberies were so commonplace in small Texas towns with holdups happening three or four times per day, that the Texas Bankers Association offered a $5,000 bounty for anyone brave and bold enough to shoot a bank robber in action. This became known as the Dead Robber Award, according to Texas Monthly, with dead being the operative word. The five k would only be awarded if the robber was killed, but not one cent for a hundred live ones. Naturally, when rumblings of a robbery in progress at the First National Bank spilled into the streets, eager citizens rushed down there and began firing into the building you just have a vigilante mob (laughs) and a very encouraged holding a carrot in front of their vigilante mob selves you you say hey five grand back in i mean five grand now is a lot back then Mm -hmm. yes you're gonna get a bunch of people down there with guns shooting (laughs) it sounds like a terrible idea
0: Plus, if it was, you know, the old towns, they probably already had guns on them. So it's not yeah. like they had to run home and get a gun oh, no. and run back. They, they just pulled out what they had.
1: Walked on walked across the street to the bank. Knowing the game was up, the robbers led the 16 hostages, including the young girls, out into the alleyway and toward their getaway car. In the alley, more gunfire erupted, injuring several innocent people, including the bank's president, Alex Spears. Of the 16
0: hostages, you, you are kind of when you research it, it'll be like, you know, this person and this person walked out, but then they took off running. So the bank robbers couldn't hold on to any of their hostages. No. They clearly, as threatening as it is to have a gun on them, the hostages with all the melee that was going on around them, every single one of them just made a break for yeah. it. It would say they tried to use her as a human shield and she elbowed him in the face and ran off. <laughs> it's just like every person because name after name.
1: Then, everybody had a, a GD gun that's true so, so, and it's not even that weird that like and with robberies happening three or four times per God. day
0: don't go to the bank keep your <laughs> shit in the ca- coffee can in the attic yes
1: <laughs> why would you even be at the bank number no. one with when i mean that's you're just i'm not a betting woman but if i was i sure as shit would be going to the bank but yeah i think back then it's like uh people were more badasses and harder because you had to be
0: Mm mm-hmm they were everybody was ready on the uh, Uh ready to shoot
1: them a bank robber also on some level are you kind of like this is just santa like even (laughs) though he has a gun and he's (laughs) robbing the bank can you really be that threatened when he's wearing a beard and a santa suit and you know he looks like santa maybe they're underestimating him he was pretty he was uh tenacious while most of the hostages escaped, Laverne Comer and Emma Robertson weren't so lucky. The two young girls were forced into the getaway car amidst the continued shootout. During the chaos, the first casualties would occur. Police Chief Bedford and Deputy George Carmichael were critically injured, later succumbing to their injuries. Ratliff and Davis were also shot, with Davis being severely injured.
0: Yeah, it was such a... I mean, there are guns gu- or bullets flying, mm-hmm. and they said when Helms and... Um, Davis initially got into the car. That Helms was behind the wheel, and that a restaurant tour from around the block brought a shotgun from his restaurant. He was—he's not a person. He's not—not a, not a cop. No. And he brought a shotgun and put it in the driver's side window, put it up to his head, and did not know how to unhook the safety, and was like trying to click the gun. And luckily, they were able to drive off. But it was like that, where the, the brazen citizens were just walking up and were just ready to shoot a
1: man in the face because they've been told they get five grand if they do it. Yes. Five grand right before Christmas going to go a long way in your restaurant. That's true. It's like the purge. <laughs> people were just yeah. taking lo- the law in their own it hands. It was lawless. I mean, the majority of the people shooting at this bank were not police.
0: No, statistically, there were three cops, one of whom had a fake gun. <laughs> so everybody else was just yeah. bystanders yeah. looking for their, their money. And
1: here it is with Davis, the one guy who didn't want any shooting. He's just mm-hmm. there because he's down on his luck. And now he's hanging on by a thread. Of all Yeah, he got the worst of it. Mm-hmm. With the criminals' plan quickly unraveling, they discovered another error they had made. They had forgotten to fill up the Buick with gas. Then, before they could speed away with what little they had in the tank, a citizen shot out the car's back tire. The battered Buick then took off, an angry mob of citizens close behind. I've,
0: I've gotten in the car in the morning and turned it on and it goes ding. And you're just enough time to get to work. Mm-hmm. And you're like, fuck. But that's work. That's an everyday work.
1: I was not planning a heist. Yeah, they did not plan well. There's a checklist when you're going to rob a bank that you should have. (laughs) Yes. And make sure car, getaway car is filled with gas is number one, maybe. Take my gun maybe is number one. Take my number two. Make sure car is filled with gas. It's starting to get a little reminiscent of the Sun Gym Gang.
0: Yes, where they're like, it's not that hard, let's just do it. Let's do the crime right now. Yes. It's it's hard. Sometimes doing crime is hard. What they
1: didn't take into consideration was the citizens of Cisco were on one that day, and they were (laughs) not going to let this rest. They were were at the ready. Yes. At the outskirts of town, the gang chose to ditch their bus to getaway car and steal another. As 14-year-old Woody Harris drove down the road in the family's Oldsmobile, he was surprised to see a wounded Santa beside a broken-down Buick flagging him down. When the young teen pulled over, he was even more shocked when Santa brandished a gun, ousting the family from the vehicle. Young Woody was a quick thinker, though, and snagged the keys before getting out, making the car immobile. They said he was driving with his parents and his grandma,
0: and you said, look years at Santa! Old, 14 years old! though. <laughs> yes! Well, back, again, it was a different time. No, it a I don't think
1: they had the dmv or no requirements on how i think you could be eight years old and drive a car down to the bank
0: probably pretty sure if your feet can reach the pedals you can take the oldsmobile down and check your savings
1: balance man that's hilarious so that three other adults at least were in this car with them and they're like just let woody drive (laughs) (laughs) he's got it
0: let him practice yeah uh but i do like that it's the ultimate teenage troll move of like yeah i'll give you my car but I'm taking the keys. <laughs> yes, yeah, good for him. <laughs> and they just took off running. He took the keys and they all took off, and it was such a commotion that we'll see what happens.
1: Mm. The clueless gang quickly transferred the wounded Davis, who was now unconscious, and the sack of loot into the new car. As the posse from town grew closer, more gunfire erupted, this time hitting Hill. When the new car wouldn't start, the crew fled back to the Buick, leaving behind Davis, and unbeknownst to them, the money. When the vigilantes caught up with the car, they discovered Davis and the loot. Satisfied they had recovered the bank's money, they gave up their pursuit of Santa and the others.
0: Another thing on the checklist,
1: as you run away, (laughs)
0: don't leave $2 million behind. The whole
1: reason you did this, the whole reason you went to all of this trouble, you have just abandoned.
0: Maybe instead of a a potato sack, you bring a backpack. (laughs) Something that's attached (laughs) to you. Something more manageable. Yeah, can't leave it behind. And they're
1: just driving down the road. Have you ever? I'm sure you've had flat tires. It's very hard to drive on them. <laughs> oh just yeah, clunking down the road. It's also hard, an old unwieldy. Buick. Yeah,
0: and it's those things are like boats, and they those there's probably no power steering. It's just yeah. like I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just clunk 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 clunk, and, and these poor kids, ten and twelve years old, are like. Oh, we're with the dumbest kidnappers <laughs> ever. So we're not going to get murdered, but we might die due to yeah, negligence yeah. because
1: they're just terrible. Eventually, the men ditched the Buick and the child hostages near a farm, warning the girls to hide their eyes while they made their getaway. The bandits then ran into the brush, but not before the girls saw where they went. When officers arrived, the girls told them which way the crooks had gone and identified Santa as Marshall Ratliff.
0: This is the first in a string of many hostages that just Finger them right away. Oh, <laughs> He yikes. took his Santa outfit off. That's a and choice the- choice word. <laughs> you know what I mean. I know. In the old <laughs> 20s way. They fingered. Yeah, yes. I've they-
1: always found that word in, used in that context to be unsettling.
0: <laughs> well yeah, it
1: sounds dirty. <laughs> it's one of those words that you're just like. If you oh, say
0: yikes. the children fingered the Santa bandit, <laughs> it sounds terrible. But apparently he said, Close your eyes and then took off the Santa outfit and then the the littlest girl, Emma, just opened her eyes and looked right yeah. at him. <laughs> I, I mean like, again, oh, I they're not
1: the smartest. A Patreon pointed out how I in the last episode said. You blew your load on that whole suit, and I'm <laughs> like, right. sometimes we just say things, and we don't realize until listening back, like, oh yeah, that made it sound like Bigfoot jizzed all over. Yes, <laughs> like not you blew your wad, but I don't think wad is wad like is, wad of cash. Yeah,
0: not better. It's and not wad better. could
1: also be load,
0: which yeah, could also it's not be better.
1: what we're talking about. Yeah.
0: Yeah, if someone blew their load on a Bigfoot suit and fingered Santa, it is a real different Christmas. That <laughs> is a different.
1: movie that needs to be made, stat. <laughs> probably, as Tommy, it's probably on the internet. already. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Hanging on by a thread, Davis was taken to a Fort Worth hospital. When he came to, he refused to snitch. However, after being given a bad prognosis by doctors, he told police everything before succumbing to his injuries. In addition to Davis's death and two police officers dying, five bystanders had also been injured in the mayhem. The bank itself was also riddled with more than 200 bullet holes. Not that crime ever pays, but it's especially
0: sad in a situation like this where it's not like they made off with this great heist. They didn't even keep the loot. Mm -hmm. They've killed all these people. They've made this huge mess. They've traumatized these kids. And they're just—they're leaving a trail of horrific destruction in their
1: wake, and, and they're kind of for idiots. What?
0: Yeah, they're idiots for what? There's no—it's yeah. like pointless. Yeah,
1: two hundred bullet holes. That's Mm-mm. what's also so jaw dropping about this whole thing is the citizens are all shooting. Yes. They realize other citizens, including children, are in this bank that they're just blindly Correct. shooting into. and from what I read. A lot of the newspapers were like two hundred as a a low estimate. Like, what are you doing? You're just, yeah, you're gonna shoot
0: your own? One, I don't understand. So, like, there's three bank robbers, and say there's thirty citizens. Again, probably conservative estimate, because once the ladies running through the street screaming, they're robbing the bank. You know, it's like a swarm, and they're all shooting at the bank robbers. I, perhaps they're inspired by justice, but if they're inspired by the five grand. Even if all three bank robbers mm. get shot dead, what are you gonna divide fifteen
1: thousand by everybody that was yeah. in the
0: crowd? Like how do you know who mm-hmm. shot what?
1: Yeah, no, no no one would know who who that goes to. Well that's not fair to
0: distribute the death money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> As demand had continued over the next six days, Christmas came and went. For many children, having witnessed Santa hold up the local bank had proven confusing. While attending a Christmas Eve service at a church in Eastland, one little boy seemed to speak for everyone when Jolly Santa strolled into the church. Seeing the man in the red suit, the boy timidly asked, "Santa Claus, why did you rob that bank?" According to Texas escapes, that is pretty sad. <laughs> this, yeah, Christmas was a lot different that year with parents having to explain. I don't want to set out cookies for Santa. <laughs> no. What if he doesn't like them and he comes in my room and He's shoots got a gun. me? <laughs> Santa Claus killed the police chief I'm scared
0: (laughs) that's a a much you know you hear about the Santas in other countries that they like beat you with reeds or put you Mm -hmm. in a burlap sack this is the most threatening I think child behavior Santa of if you're good you know Santa will bring you a toy if you're bad
1: he is an actual murderer he is going to (laughs) kidnap you and drive you across the state of Texas
0: don't worry there will be no gas and a tire will be flat (laughs) so you will be released
1: in a field Meanwhile, Bad Santa and his crew of criminal elves continued to elude authorities as officers from 10 counties searched for them. Ratliff, badly bleeding from his injuries, waited in the woods while Helms and Hill stole a farmer's car and kidnapped his son before picking up Ratliff and heading into town to steal yet another car. When they let the farmer's son go, he immediately went to the police who took off after the men.
0: Again, I'm not here to tell you that you should kill your witnesses, but as soon as they let these people go, let him go far away from town. Why they basically, kidnap
1: him in the first place? What's they the said point? they wanted
0: to take him for, quote, insurance. Yeah. Leave and, him.
1: Just and take And that's the why car. they took the girls, too, because they thought, oh, nobody's going to shoot at us if we've got these two young girls. Wrong. wrong. Very wrong. <laughs> Mm-mm. No nope. one gave a shit. But yeah, they're also... Why you got to keep stealing so many cars? Just stay
0: in one car. (laughs) Pick a good one and stick with it. And if they wouldn't have taken the sun. they could have just, instead of going into town and trying to steal another car, just drive off in the truck. Yeah. But they were not good planners. And poor Ratliff, I say poor. I mean, he's obviously shot people in his murder, but... He was got shot in the jaw, mm. and that just sounds so blech to that me. That Santa so... beard
1: is going to go red. He's going to be a ginger <laughs> real quick. <laughs> ginger Santa. This get all stuck to his face. Mm-hmm. After several more stolen cars and firefights with the authorities, Ratliff, Helms, and Hill were ambushed by Sheriff Foster of Young County as they attempted to cross the Brazos River near South Bend. Texas Ranger Cy Bradford managed to shoot all three men While Helms and Hill managed to escape into the woods, Ratliff fell to the ground, and Santa was finally captured. Three days later, Helms and Hill were also taken into custody in Graham, Texas. The two men were wounded, starving, and went without a fight. All three men were booked into the Eastland County Jail, ending the largest manhunt the state of Texas has ever seen. Yeah, even though it was
0: nice on the twenty third, the weather took a turn and it was shitty and cold and raining, and they're bleeding
1: and hanging out in the
0: woods. As
1: it does and in Texas, I'd like the yeah. saying Wait five minutes if you don't like the weather.
0: Mm-hmm. It turns. It may be sunny when you rob a bank, but it's gonna be shitty when
1: you hide in the woods. <laughs> yeah. It's another saying. <laughs> That's anything's a euphemism if you put a little <laughs> twang on it. But yeah, can you imagine being in the woods? Not shot and, and full yeah. of food sucks, mm-hmm. but having been shot, it's cold, it's rainy, you're hungry, you've been driving around in a fifteen different fucking cars. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you just be like, "Jail's fine. I will yeah, take jail. I'll, Thank I'll, you. I'll, I'll go to jail, please. I just want a hot meal and get out of these clothes."
0: Sinister Hood will be right back. Winter is here, and my new favorite pastime is cuddling up on the couch with my pups, my man. And the killer lineup of shows on
1: Sundance Now. Can't beat that. Sundance Now is an ad-free streaming service created by AMC Networks for people who appreciate riveting storytelling and fresh perspectives. It offers fantastic original dramas with sleek productions and Sexy lead characters. There's nothing better than curling up on the couch with your man watching sexy lead characters. <laughs> That's my
0: favorite. Okay, so the six-episode series is called The Pact. Had me on the edge of my seat. It starts off with the death of a brewery owner, then it sets off this chain of events. It loops in all of his employees. There's secrets, lies. Things are revealed. The tension builds throughout all the episodes, and it kind of keeps you guessing from week to week.
1: Mmm, that sounds know. like every brewery I have ever been to. You can stream <laughs> Sundance Now on your favorite devices for as low as four ninety nine dollars a month. Just download the app or watch online and discover exclusive shows from around the world instantly. Start streaming your next obsession. Try Sundance Now free for 30 days by going to SundanceNow.com and use promo code CREEPY. That's
0: SundanceNow.com, code CREEPY, for 30 whole days of free streaming. SundanceNow.com, code creepy. This holiday season, I want to give my loved ones something that will make them feel special and unique, just like the relationship we share. And that's why, spoiler alert, you guys, I'm giving everybody in the family Storyworth.
1: Storyworth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. It is a thoughtful and meaningful gift that connects you to those who matter most. Every week, StoryWorth emails your relative or friend a thought-provoking question
0: of your choice from their vast pool of possible options, asking questions you've never thought to ask, like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? Or if you could see into the future, what would you want to find out?
1: Questions we all want to know the answers (laughs) to, but we're too afraid to ask. StoryWorth does it for us.
0: And when we get those DMs, it's like, I listened to your show in 2018, and you're like, 2020
1: is going to be great. See? If StoryWorth would have asked us a question, we would have known. (laughs) After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your loved ones' stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. It's a great way for me to share stories with my kids from their relatives in their own words. Plus, reading the weekly stories helps connect you with loved ones no matter how near or far apart
0: you are. With StoryWorth, I'm giving those I love most a thoughtful, personal gift from the heart and preserving their memories and stories for years to come. Go to StoryWorth.com slash creepy and save $10 on your first purchase. That's StoryWorth.com slash creepy to save $10 on your first purchase. By now, pretty much everybody has heard of CBD. And if there's ever a time to get started with CBD, let me tell you, it's now.
1: It is now. The holidays are here, you Give guys. It to me. What both scientists and those who use CBD regularly know is that it helps with daily stresses. I am someone that uses CBD regularly, and I will say it does definitely help with daily stresses, but you have to have a quality product to get quality results. Charlotte's Web hemp extracts are tested
0: 20 plus times from seed to final product. Unlike many companies, Charlotte's Web has their own proprietary hemp genetics, so the end products are consistent, meaning you know what to expect from each
1: bottle. And they're a mission-driven B Corp, which just means that they promise to help the planet and humanity and all that good stuff that we want to be doing at Christmas time.
0: On Monday, I was having the case of the Mondays. I was Mm -hmm. like... Because I take the sleep gummies every night, pretty much every night. But midday, I was just like on one, and I was like, you know what? I I know exactly what's going to stop this, what's going to help me right away. Charlotte's Web calm gummies, daytime gummies, no melatonin oh, in nice. them. Slogging on the calm gummies, <laughs> it was awesome. And I was like, why don't I take these every day? Just keep me nice and mellow. There you go. Uh, because believe it or not, you guys, kind of high strung. <laughs> <so. laughs> Go to charlottesweb.com and get started with the OG CBD brand who kicked off this whole CBD craze and use code CREEPY at checkout to save 15% on your order. This code works on all CBD products besides bulk bundles. That's charlottesweb.com. Use
1: code CREEPY to
0: save 15% on your order.
1: Henry Helms, Robert Hill, and Marshall Ratliff were each charged with murder, bank robbery, and car theft. Helms attempted to claim insanity but was sentenced to death for his crimes. He was executed by electric chair on September 6, 1929. Hill was given 99 years in prison. Not wanting to accept his fate, he attempted to escape on three separate occasions. Each time, he was recaptured and sent back. After serving over 20 years, Hill was paroled. He went on to live a law-abiding life in West Texas until his death in 1996. He claimed to have later made friends with Woody Harris, the young boy whose car the gang attempted to steal. What a world
0: <laughs> First of all that yeah. he escaped three times And they still paroled him and let him go Yeah
1: that's crazy I mean how are you getting out three times Texas prisons back then Seemed like Somebody just left leaves a gate open You could just crawl out a window It didn't seem yeah, that the hard to the bars were quite pra- far apart Yeah, Something was <laughs> going on The keys were always just like a little too out. close To where you could get them but you know what? Good for you, Woody Harris, for being like, befriend your foes.
0: You I'm going to make peace. I'm gonna, and plus, yes. he was probably traumatized by Santa, and Robert Hill was not Santa. They mm-hmm. also, I mean, he was the youngest of the gang, and everyone said he was very baby-faced and had a sweet face. So maybe he wasn't, by the time he got out, I guess he spent about 40 years in the, in the little slammer, that by the time he got out, he you know was a changed man and mm-hmm. was ready to live his life. I believe he changed his name. He lived under a different name to
1: escape it's also a cool story if you're Woody Harris if you're like yeah I was 14 and then later now I'm friends with the man we play poker on Thursday Uh nights at uh the VFW on January 27th 1928 Ratliff was also sentenced to 99 years in prison for armed robbery then despite no one being able to testify that they actually saw him fire a gun in the bank Ratliff was sentenced to death on March 30th 1928 for the deaths of Chief Bedford and Officer Carmichael in I'd have to go
0: and see the evolution of Texas Criminal Code since the twenties, but nowadays it's felony murder because you people died in the course of your commission of a felony, so man like it's even though you're not the one that shot them, too bad, so sad, you shouldn't have been committing the felony is the public policy reason behind felony murder. Although in Texas you cannot get sentenced to death for felony murder, so things were loose in the twenties. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, they were using the electric chair still for sure. They were loose. It is interesting that the other ones didn't also get tried for that.
0: Yeah, I mean Henry. That
1: since they nobody like we don't know the citizens shooting in, they didn't know who was shooting out.
0: Yeah, and that's uh, so Henry did. I mean Henry Helms. That's why he was executed too, was for Mm -hmm. the murders. Uh, I think, again, Robert had a baby face and maybe rolled on some people. But in theory, they didn't do a lot of bullet analysis back then. Who's to say a citizen didn't shoot exactly. one of them? Yeah. Um. So that's and that's the really sad thing is that, you know, it wasn't like, OK, the cops ambushed and all the citizens hit the floor. It was just a, a swarm of bullets. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, Ratliff and his gang caused those that swarm, and so they really caused the chief's death. So I don't, oh,
1: maybe not. If not for them, Chief Bedford and Officer Carmichael would not have been down at the bank, having to defend the bank and all of this. So yeah, they were the proximate cause of their Mm -hmm. death at the very least. Just after Helms was executed via electric chair in early September, Ratliff began acting strange and claimed he was insane and paralyzed. He refused to speak only mumbling incoherent sounds. Assuming he was faking it, jailers would position his body at bedtime, then check in the morning to see whether he had moved. He never did. His mother requested a lunacy hearing before the court in Huntsville, Texas, where the state prison was, and still is, located. However, the residents of Eastland County weren't having it. Feeling the pressure from the citizens, the judge extradited Ratliff to the Eastland County Jail. He committed to
0: the bit. They said they stood him up. They stood him upright and they dropped him and he fell on his face and he didn't flinch and he didn't put his hands up to stop himself that he ragdolled and hit himself, hit hit his head on the ground. He's
1: pulling an Edward Norton.
0: He told, I mean, he's method. Can you, Mm -hmm. I could not remember how someone positioned me and I definitely don't have the wherewithal to completely sit still all night, but it was Interesting how his insanity began shortly after he saw mm-hmm. it. they were not fucking around and they killed Helms.
1: Mm-hmm. What is that movie with Edward Norton? Damn it! Fight Club. Fight Club. No, the one Death where he. Smoochie. The one where, just where he. gonna yell uh, Edward Norton movies. The one where he. Fakes the whole thing. Um. uh In uh, oh. Being... Is it the
0: one I um I know exactly what you're talking about. And at the end, he's like, it was me the whole time. I can't remember. It's not Kevin Spacey, but I know exactly what you're
1: talking about. Son of a bitch. I mean, we both have computers and we're choosing not to (laughs) look this up. Because it's so rewarding when you you figure it out on your own, when it clicks in your brain. Oh, I almost had it. My God, everyone's screaming right now. My grandmother would say, go through the alphabet. Oh, I do that when I'm trying to remember people's names oh yeah the same what the same. is it did you oh i thought you found it. oh i looked it
0: up but i'm looking it up right now hold on oh i just had it again i want i want you to get it oh why thank does, you why does edward norton filmography have its own wikipedia page oh
1: i got it <laughs> tell me what it starts with p primal fear done Nice, ding, 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 ding. Not as good as if I totally got it on my own, but still a bit rewarding. Scratch that itch. That movie is so fucking good. It's Richard Gere, not Kevin Spacey. Richard Gere, yeah. And I'm sorry if you haven't seen it, but Jesus Christ, it's been out for like twenty something years. Yes, we have no. It was 1996. I think the limitations of spoilers has is up, but that movie is so good.
0: Earlier, when you said Edward Norton, I just thought you meant he was like a method
1: actor. I forgot Uh, about that movie. It's like, oh yeah, he's just method. I think he's great. He's a great I, actor. I have not heard anything to anytime now I say I, well, because I'm always like anytime I say somebody's great, if I haven't gone through scoured the internet to see if anything's happened, then I'm like, yeah. well, now we're gonna get an email about why we shouldn't like <laughs> you Edward can't Norton. Like
0: Edward Norton is a dick for the following reasons. I'm like, God damn it. So so I can't keep just up. full
1: disclosure, if he's done something untoward. Or was part of a movement that we don't support? Yeah. Then I apologize. I don't know. But yeah. as far as his acting chops, great.
0: Yeah, I do try to keep a, a running list in my head, but sometimes it's
1: really it's too hard long to keep now. On. It's way it's too long. No, who so hasn't how, supposed to keep up with it? You Can't. But yeah, the, much like Edward Norton, the uh, Ratliff committed to the bit and to the very end. I mean, I guess if you have nothing else to do and it's your life on the line, you're dug in, man. And his mom was
0: fully supportive and was like, my son's got something wrong with them. When they had him in court, he would mumble like the same few phrases over and over again and wouldn't make eye contact and would kind of stare off. And the kind of problem is if you're going to go in front of a lunacy hearing, which is an unfortunate term for it, they will have a doctor examine you. And it's like he had a hodgepodge of symptoms that aren't really all, you know, it's not like, oh, he has, you know, he's gone catatonic. It was various behaviors um, what is it on Seinfeld when George's arm is moving and the doctor goes I think you're faking it
1: <laughs> they're going to get the doctor in there and have him go I think you're making it up it's yeah. not a real thing that you but it's have. also he's he's exhibiting symptoms that one can't really argue with because you're like well I mean he won't speak that doesn't seem like anything is wrong with mm-hmm. him like that we can see mm-hmm. but who are we to say that he is? there isn't something wrong you know the fucked up part is that the if
0: let's for a moment, we'll, we'll see, it was rude, but let's for a moment pretend it was legitimate. The jailers dropped him on his face. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They they didn't, they had, how else are you going to know? It's like, how do you know if a cell phone is going to pass the test unless Just you drop throw it, off it off the off. building to see if it cracks? Throw it off the roof. <laughs> mm-hmm. In his new cell, Ratliff continued to feign insanity and paralysis. The jailers fully believed it and would bathe him, feed him, and even take Ratliff to the bathroom. They would soon learn, though, that it was all an act. On the night of November 18, 1929, a jailer accidentally left a cell door open. Ratliff, suddenly mobile, took off out of his cell and grabbed a pistol from a nearby desk, knocking a bullet loose in the process. On his way out of the jail, he held another jailer at gunpoint and demanded the keys. The two fought and Ratliff shot the man five times. A second jailer emerged and also fought Ratliff for the gun. Successfully taking the pistol away from Ratliff, the jailer pointed the gun at the fallen Santa and pulled the trigger. However, because the sixth bullet had been knocked out of the gun, Ratliff lived. Sadly, the first jailer involved in the chaos was not as lucky and eventually died from his injuries. Isn't that so wild that he, he didn't
0: even take the bullet out purposefully. He was just grabbing it and mm-hmm. knocking it around, and it happened to save his life. Yeah.
1: it's Also, maybe don't leave a cell door open. I don't know. like, But he committed to this bit for so long, knowing that at some point there was going to be a window, and he yeah. was going to have to take it, and he was on his toes, man. Mm-hmm. As soon as the, he saw that window, boom, he went for it. I wonder,
0: too, if they... Th- Thought because these mm-hmm. these jailers were nice and were bathing him and lifting him and if they thought that's fine if you leave the door open because he's paralyzed yeah. like what do we really care exactly. but if you were really sneaky what you would have done is have like a net on the other side and leave the cell door open and then when he jumps up to run out you catch him in the net and be like gotcha bitch a we giant knew you net weren't. yes the he whole needed, time they needed <laughs> a giant you net <laughs> you faker don't all prisons have giant nets I think catch? so I mean okay. the,
1: in the cartoons they do so I imagine that <laughs> they do yeah in the I've been mean, watching the new anime. So that's my frame reference. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Upon hearing of the news, the next day, nearly 2000 citizens descended on the jail. Avenging the jailer's death, they dragged Ratliff from his cell, tying his hands and feet and proceeded towards an empty lot beside the local theater. The mob attempted to hang Ratliff from a power pole, but the rope broke. Undeterred, one citizen headed to the hardware store for something stronger. The second attempt with the new rope worked. According to the book, Santa Claus Bank Robbery, A True Crime Saga in Texas, by Twee Snyder, as he was strung up, Ratliff's last words were, Forgive me, boys. The crowd then hung him 15 feet in the air, where he died at 9.55 p.m. on November 19, 1929. Though a grand jury was formed, no one was ever tried in connection with the lynching. There's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> yeah. Well, they overpa- overpowered a jailer,
0: allegedly, or did the jailer just be like, I mean, I think do they, what you got to I think do. he left the door open again. So Those doors, are got, they're swinging both ways mm-hmm. in the old jail. They said they they stripped him naked, so he was naked, but for a sack on his head, that the theater- The red
1: Idaho potatoes. That's the potato sack.
0: <laughs> the adjacent theater was having a play put up called The Noose, which is just such a- Wow. Weird, dink. Also- the rope broke, so they all stood there. As someone <sighs> went, went to, to the, the hardware, hardware store. Yeah, did they did they buy it at the hardware store, or do you go in and you be like, "Hey, I need some rope," and then you explain what it's for, and the hardware owner's like, "Hell yeah!" I bet go. the
1: hardware store wasn't that far from where this is taking place, and if a mob has formed, let them have stringing it. Stringing someone up, they know they're coming. They had the rope at the ready when the guy walked in, saying he needed a new rope. But also, much like with. The shooting and the cops are just, like, encouraging people to kill bank robbers. No one was ever tried for this.
0: No. And I I believe they hung him at, like, 930 and it took him, like, 20-something minutes to go. And I just, I wonder, as a member of the crowd, if you feel... Because I know it's easy to get hyped up in a crowd mentality, a mob mentality. Mm -hmm. If you're like, get him, get the, the," which freaks me out. A mob mentality is one of the scariest things to me because it's, there's no rationalization. There's no reason. But I wonder after he's gone and the crowd begins to disperse, if you're not forced then to go home and look at yourself in the mirror and be Mm -hmm. like, Oh god, I was one of those people that did that. Or who knows? Maybe they were like, "Hell yeah, I did what was right." You know, and it's just like totally wrapped up in their own beliefs. But I wonder once like this the spell of the mob mentality is broken, if there is a sense of remorse.
1: Once the adrenaline's gone, I'm sure there's yeah. a little bit from column A and a little bit from column B. Yeah. It's like sh- when you get into if you're mad at someone. Yeah. And you in the heat of the moment say something that might in the moment feel good because you Mm -hmm. get something off your chest and you hurt that person and you know and that's what that was your intention at the moment it feels good but then once you've calmed down and you look back on it you're filled with regret Mm -hmm. you wish you could go back you can't undo those things so it
0: wasn't worth it you know what have i done yeah that's just to it's so and granted texas has a long as much of the South and the United States, a long and sad history of lynchings and of these mob situations. And it's just the the psychology behind it is mm-hmm. sc- at once scary and also fascinating of why people get. And I think you see it today with like political rally, you know, when people get oh, so yeah. whipped up and and riled up that there's no reason and almost the anonymity of a mob that you're just another person. You know, standing shoulder to shoulder, they're not gonna. Yeah, you know, I watched the new Borat movie, and it's like that. Where oh yeah, I think I watched the, pe- it too. the safety of people in a crowd yelling certain things because they don't think they can be singled out. So it's it's an interesting mentality, a mob I think, mentality.
1: I think twenty twenty has shown us a lot about mob mentality, maybe mm-hmm. more than any other year for sure. protest and um, the election and just you know uh, all that kind of stuff. There's definitely safety in numbers, air yeah. quotes, as far as their mindset. Holler
0: and- at me. Holler at us if, if on the show if you got a book about, like, the the mentality of being in a crowd. I'd love to read almost like a Malcolm Gladwell. I need something digestible. I don't want, a book, like, a psychology book. <laughs> but like You know, I don't want, like, a <laughs> textbook. But I'd love to hear, like, a pop, you know, a pop science kind of thing on why people feel that way. I
1: don't know. I think I recently read an article maybe out of the New York Times mm. about that. Yeah, I feel like a quick Google search will yeah, I'll give some. us some good good answers there. But it is definitely scary, and to be him, and to have just a mob of people wanting you dead, you're like, well, there's no way I'm getting out of this. No, huh? As much as you've escaped before, you're mm-hmm. by far outnumbered. Even though the gel is right there with mm-hmm. police officers,
0: that's the scarier thing too. Of like, mm-hmm. you're in charge, and at at that point, no, they're not.
1: No, no, they're not. The next day, thousands of people came out to view Ratliff's corpse that had been displayed at a local furniture store. His mother then took her son's body and had him buried at Olivet Cemetery in Fort Worth. That's another weird thing is back then they would, as like a point of pride, so everyone could come see, like, Mm -hmm. look at the good work you did. We're going to set up his dead body at a furniture store. Yeah. Just lay him out on a couch. And then, do you think they sold the cash? And then we're gonna, yeah, probably for, for more, more than what more they less, had.
0: That's a good point. It's People technically like murderabilia. Used, yeah, but it's
1: murderabilia. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it's, that's weird psyche. That it is sick. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. To this day, the robbery of the first national bank in Cisco, Texas, remains one of the most infamous crimes the state has ever seen. Fame, Texas columnist Boyce House, who witnessed the entire thing. Wrote that it was
0: the most spectacular crime in the history of the Southwest, surpassing any in which Billy the Kid or the James Boys had ever figured,
1: according to Texas Escapes. While it is unsurprisingly a new building, the bank still stands and even features a large mural of the robbery and newspaper clippings and pictures of the many people that were involved. For the small town of Cisco, it has become a point of pride, something forever ingrained in their folklore. In 1967, the organization now known as the Texas Historical Commission even placed a medallion on the bank commemorating the robbery, according to the Texas State Historical Association. Yeah, they got a plaque on there and everything. Got proud visit. of it, man. Everything's man. bigger in Texas, I guess so, including, including our pride for bank robberies that happened in the small towns where we live. Yeah, because they said, you know. If you grew up in small towns in Texas, sometimes you don't leave. You're born there and that's where, Mm -hmm. where you die there too. So for a lot of these residents, they, you know, they were there or it gets passed down over generations of like grandma was down at the bank the day Santa came in and robbed it. So it becomes like this story in their family that they're, that they're proud of. And it's fun to tell. And it's true. And even like
0: Emma Roberts, Emma Mae Robertson, she was only 10 and she mm-hmm. testified, you know, and told them everything that happened. So I'm sure for years, you know, people wanted to hear her story. And there's a couple of interviews online with residents that were very elderly in the 80s to 90s when the interviews were filmed that were like, I was five years old at the mm-hmm. time. And like they all it's funny because what do you remember from when you were five, right? Like not a lot. No. Would you remember this because it was, or would you just have a vague under like vague memory of like a crowd and stuff, but it's just funny. People that were really little at the time, you know, that lived into the eighties and nineties and and beyond were like, I remember vividly the day Santa robbed the bank. And it's like, there's no way, (laughs) you know, I don't know. I, I have a
1: terrible memory. So I can't really even remember. Was I five when something happened Mm -hmm. or like, I might have a memory And if I told my mom this is what I remember, she could be like, oh, yeah, you were five when that happened. Mm -hmm. But I have no concept of how old I was. But I have friends and my brother can remember shit like back to when they were four or five easily. But it's a good question of if something like this that's so monumental happens, it's probably more likely to stick in your brain. But also, are you just remembering stories people have told you about it?
0: Or, you know, when you were little, it happened and someone said – like when I drawn in the ball pit at the, the Chuck E. Cheese, my aunt asked me right then what happened. And then the next day someone asked me what happened. So then you're remembering the last time you told it, like we mm-hmm. talked about before. So, you know, you you're remembering something. It's just a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. But is what what re- even is real? What's reality? What's a real Good memory? question?
1: I ask myself that every day. Heather. <laughs> so what do we think?
0: Man, again, it's not that you want to ever see the criminals get away with money. But a situation like this, it's just so senseless that yeah. they go in, they cause all this chaos, they take all these lives, and there's for literally there's no purpose, there's no end.
1: No, yeah, idiots. Even if they'd taken the money with them and not left it in the car with Davis, they still inevitably got caught. So it, w- it wouldn't have mattered. It, it yeah, I can't imagine.
0: This is not Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, and they're gonna go. Who even? Again, that movie was out in the 70s. Spoiler alert. They didn't, you know, all bank robbers, I think, meet a pretty heinous ending. But you think, okay, I'm going to take all this money and move to Mexico or take all this money and move to Canada. Maybe they would have. I don't think ever there was not an ending of the story ever where they got away just based solely upon their yeah uh, inadequacies and stupidities
1: they did not have the checklist. no, get your checklist. Man. get your checklist and if three to four robberies are happening a day, yeah, it doesn't even have to be that great of a checklist because clearly people are overwhelmed with bank robberies. like you started off strong the yeah. santa the Santa thing was a strong choice, yeah, and then just very quickly, I think honestly. I think a big reason they weren't going to get away with anything was because of the dead robber clause. Oh, yeah. You can't have three people trying to rob a bank in a town of 8,000 that all have guns down at the bank trying to kill them. And especially, it wasn't like they went right
0: when the bank opened or right mm-hmm. when it was fixing to close. They went at 12.45 in the afternoon. It was like the most busy part mm-hmm. of the day. So there's a shitload of people around. And when you got the guy that runs the diner with a shotgun in your face, like <laughs> ready to blast you, there's no way you're going to get out of this successfully. No, They're lucky that they got out alive, frankly. I'm surprised yeah. with that many bullets that it wasn't then that took the bullets. But I think they were using the customers and the workers as human shields and to get in their car yeah
1: in the end it might have been better for them had they met their fate that day yeah especially for ratliff
0: yeah it's a pretty grisly end especially Mm -hmm. with the two ropes because you get the Mm. time the waiting time in between
1: yeah that's rough and it would have been better for the
0: jailer that he killed
1: yeah well if you lived in cisco um i won't say when this happened because who knows about our demo probably aren't (laughs) alive I would imagine eh, just barely probably wouldn't remember it but you know what if you were and you know how to listen to podcasts please email us because I'm <laughs> we love very you. impressed and I I do want to meet you yeah but if you currently live in Cisco and I'm sure you know about this and stuff uh let us know let us know what what everybody's saying about this down there I always it's, like when you know,
0: people message us and be like, "My grandma was there," like my mm-hmm. grandpa was the sheriff or whatever. So yes. Yeah, uh, oh, someone stories.
1: emailed us today that their dad is best friends with uh, Bob Gimlin. Oh, look at that! And sent pictures. Of that the picture together.
0: of the picture you chose for the social media post of Bob Gimlin. Look at that outfit. I mean, he is sharp. <laughs> He's We're a rodeo the big cowboy
1: foot. through and through. Oh, Once yeah. a rodeo cowboy, always a rodeo oh, cowboy. Oh, it's something that you're born with. Like, yeah. you
0: don't grow into it. It shows, The rodeo cowboy life chooses you. Yes, it's true. Yes. <laughs> That's hilarious that they're friends. I mm-hmm. love that. Yeah, we yeah. love a good personal connection.
1: Always, always. We love providing Sinisterhood to you at no cost, so if you like what you hear, consider supporting the show by donating to our Patreon. We're a small operation, creating the show for you by researching, writing, recording, and producing it ourselves. Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank
0: you, you'll also get some sweet perks like ad free episodes, a Sinisterhood sticker, membership to our exclusive Patreon Facebook group for those in the Rolling the Airwaves tier. A special shout out on the show, a monthly bonus mini-sode, and patron-exclusive audio and video content, including fun new additions we added in, just like our wheel episodes, where we spin an actual game show wheel and talk about topics that you guys have sent to us.
1: You also have the fun perk of access to our Discord server, where you can connect with other fans in real time and discuss the latest in true crime, share personal ghost stories, or just post adorable pictures of your pets. We'll also be hopping on occasionally and hosting monthly Q&As where you can ask us all your burning questions.
0: For our patrons not in the U.S., you now have the option to pay in pounds or euros, saving you the cost of conversion fees. Annual memberships for tiers are also now available. Those that select this option will be rewarded with a free month of membership.
1: For more details on all of this and specific member tiers, visit Sinisterhood.com and click Patreon on the top banner. And make sure you stick around after our sign-offs to hear your shout-outs. So many of you have been tagging us in pictures of you
0: sporting your sweet Sinisterhood merch. Keep those pictures coming. We have very cozy, lovely, wintry stuff for you to buy in the shop, including beanies, hoodies, and long-sleeve tees. So if you want to get some cool Sinisterhood swag like t-shirts, mugs, totes, and even clothes for your kiddos, visit Sinisterhood.com
1: and click on Shop on the top banner. The best thing you can do to help us grow is like, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please tell a friend who you think would like us to check us out. It means so much to us and really helps small podcasts like us get more
0: exposure. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sinisterhood Pod and like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood. Christy?
1: Yes. And we don't ever talk about how on our social media we post, uh, you mentioned them a second ago, we post pictures mm-hmm. of whatever episode we released that week that are of interest. And we also post our favorite quotes from the episodes.
0: Yeah, yeah. and we, we do little clips from the show, and then Christy always amasses some excellent photos that go along with it. So we talked about Bigfoot last time, mm-hmm. so our actual photos. This one will have, I'm sure, pictures of the perps that did it, and the Santa Claus outfit that... The, oh, yes. I love the uh, wanted picture that they used, which was just a stock picture of Santa. <laughs> um, and also, when I, we send out Patreon envelopes, we send a little behind-the-scenes videos. So it has all kinds of fun stuff on our yes. stories. Plus, you get most updates to date information on all the stuff that's happening for the show it's the best way uh for us to make announcements
1: to you yes absolutely as far as personal social media you can follow me on instagram at christy m wallace and on twitter at christy or gtfo heather i'm on twitter at mck versus the world and on instagram at heather versus the world as always the devil rules the airwaves keep it creepy
0: Hey everybody, thanks so much for supporting the show on Patreon. Here are your special Patreon shoutouts: Tony Cade, Lindley Floyd. Brittany Ezel,
1: Mike in Ireland. Hannah, Melissa Hardesty. Katherine McCord, Shannon McCummins. Tina Herda, Leah Pandazi. Dorian, Ashley Letzgow. Amy Kinsley, J. R. Smith, GTR92. Amanda Pearson Green, Mary Doc Savage. Erica Stella. Amanda Gilliford. Jen Walker. Ty. Erica Manch. Beth Fordyce.
0: Sarah Anderson. Lori Walls. Allison Farad.
1: Molly Dressler. Linda Mizick. Rachel. Diane Patterson. Kathleen Ryan. Jungle Bat. Erica Perez. Frankie. Alex Osborne. Sarah McIntosh. Edith Rios. Donna E. Hernandez. Laura Trapp. Jesse, Keith Volker, Ariel Collins, Cassia Finn, Emily Gallen, Devin Nicole Ramsdell, Athena Zanis, Sherry Avery, Tamara Crawl, Emma Fielding, Katie Bella Fontaine. Christy Mallet. Ellie, Sarah Jervis, Melanie Kamai, Amy, Liz Cunningham, Betty Lou, Sarah Harris. Kathleen S. Whiteis. Jessica Shelton. Persia Rose. Grace Clabo. April Hansberry. Jessica Sincall, Naomi. Katerina Rush. Paula Holmes. Brana Fitzgerald. Courtney Ivis. Tara Ann O'Shea. Jess Fisher. Jennifer R. Pamela Assad, Misty Andrews. Shayla Leibarger. Alicia and Sierra. Thank you guys so much for supporting this show. We couldn't do this without you. We hope you pronounced your names correctly. Thank you during this holiday times for uh, giving us so much love and support. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep it creepy.
0: And now it's time for our thank you corner. We have several thank yous today. So many First and foremost, uh, I would like to thank Marissa Cole for making these amazing stickers that say double bangin'. All day long, cannot wait to get mine. Which is it's in the studio, I have it, so I'm showing it digitally. But it's it's a purple cross of gavels, and it's incredible. So, thank you, Melissa.
1: Oh, yeah, Gavin double banging all day long, love it. uh, Also, Amber Wilcox, who gave uh, me a cryptid book for Ella and Simon, plus a Loch Ness Monster plush doll at the Dallas show. It's so cute. Ella loves it. It has a little Scottish hat and, and scarf. It's it's a super tan. cute. Yes. Thank you so uh, ja- much. And Jackie from the UK, you sent us some
0: amazing cryptid stickers. Uh, the Nessie had to go to Ella because she loves uh, uh, Nessie. And then we got a chupacabra and a Bigfoot as well as a very cute Mothman postcard. So thank you very much. And Alexandra Pearson sent some magic boxes as well as some gingerbread and teacup ornaments.
1: I show the teacup ornament and the gingerbread ornament were for, for Ella and Simon. They loved them. Got a little teacup too, a tiny mm-hmm. little teacup. And Me too. I'll tell you what, this magic box, I haven't figured it out yet. But she said <laughs> she said go to her Instagram to watch a video on how to do it. So I'm going to do that. it because I'm very curious how I get into these little sections of this box. I'm, I'm about to hide all sorts of stuff in there. It's a gift that keeps on giving because it's a box, but with mysteries as well. (laughs) So We love it. Keeps you entertained and keeps all your things safe. Thank you guys so much. We so appreciate every time uh, you guys send us anything. It makes us feel so loved and special. And Ella and Simon say thank you as well.
0: And thanks for me too. And um that teacup ornament is the currently the only ornament on my tree. So thank you. I'm a little the tree is up. Like it's a protest. Up. The tree is up, but it is naked. I mean it's pre-lit, but it's a nude tree, but for one single ornament. You know so what? thank you so much there for that, Alexander. Perfect.
1: Thank you guys so much. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep it creepy. <laughs>